Welcome to the Faith, Health, and Home Digital Podcast. I am your host, Makeba Giles. Here we share information and resources for physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being to help families live an inspired lifestyle and encourage healthy living. Thank you for joining us. We know that kidney disease may not grab the headlines, but it causes more deaths than breast and prostate cancer combined. In fact, uh, more than three American adults are currently at risk for developing kidney disease, and modern lifestyle can take part of the blame for that. I'm here now to talk about what to look for and new research that can help people with kidney disease is um, Dr. Jeff Zulian. Again, thank you for joining us today. Well, Makeba, thank you so much for letting me come on and, and talk to your listeners about kidney disease. As you mentioned, uh, it kills more people than breast cancer and prostate cancer combined, and one in three of us are at risk for it. So getting the word out, I think, is really important. Yes, absolutely. Now, um, tell us, Doctor, what are some of the risk factors that may increase a person's odds of developing kidney disease? Yeah, so we tend to think about the risk factors in terms of modifiable, those things that we can do something about, and non-modifiable, those things that we just happen to live with and they may increase our odds. The modifiable risk factors are things like diabetes and high blood pressure, and those are things I think this time of year are of extra special importance because as we enter this holiday season of indulgence, it's a, a good reminder to stay active and to certainly enjoy the holidays and everything that comes with it, including all of the feasts and the parties, but keeping your blood sugar under control, keeping your waistline where you want it, and keeping your blood pressure where you want it as well, because those two things really do have an impact on kidney function. And then there's this group of things that are non-modifiable risk factors, those things that just happen to us, uh, and we have to work around them. Age is one of them. As we get older, there's more and more wear and tear on our kidneys, and our kidneys become more fragile, they're at higher risk for developing damage. We can't do anything about age, but keeping our bodies healthy in general helps out. And then there's the immune system. You know, the body's immune system is designed to fight off infections to keep us from getting viruses and bacteria, but sometimes the immune system turns on itself and starts attacking the body's own cells. And so the different types of uh, autoimmune disorders can lead to kidney damage. Hmm, that is um, all interesting to know. Now, how difficult is it to diagnose and treat kidney disease and kidney cancer, and how many people are affected? Well, the good news is it's pretty easy to determine how well somebody's kidneys are functioning, and your primary care doctor can run uh, a routine lab test which will give him information on what percentage your kidneys are functioning. If your kidneys are functioning normal, that's great. It doesn't mean that there couldn't be problems down the road, but it really is satisfying to know that you're healthy. On the other hand, if your doctor runs these routine tests and your kidneys aren't quite as good as they should be, I think it's worthwhile then having further testing, maybe having what we call a urinalysis done, which is where uh, a laboratory looks at the urine to determine if there's abnormalities in there, including protein in the urine, red blood cells, white blood cells, things that the kidney should be keeping in rather than, than letting out. Uh, and then if you have any of these issues, I think seeing a kidney specialist is certainly important. You know, one in three of us are at risk for developing kidney disease, and one in ten Americans actually will develop kidney disease sometime in our lifetime. African Americans are at three times the risk for developing kidney disease. Hispanics are at one and a half times the risk for developing kidney disease. And this translates right now into 26 million Americans living with kidney problems. Now, not everybody knows that because the symptoms can be very subtle. But what we know is if we can figure this out early, get you in to see a kidney specialist, and get you on the right treatment, 
we can have a real impact on keeping your kidneys healthy. And, and there's new research and new treatments, so we really want people to be talking about this with their doctors. Okay, and um, yes, you mentioned some um, lesser-known um, symptoms that they could come in very subtle. How about, um, are there any lesser-known diseases that um, can injure the kidneys that people aren't aware of as well as the subtle symptoms? Yeah, so I mentioned uh, at the beginning that diabetes and high blood pressure are really the number one and two causes of kidney damage. But then there's these issues with the immune system, and there's a number of what we call autoimmune disorders. The immune system's job is to fight off infections, but when it turns on itself and starts fighting off parts of the body, we get things like lupus, rheumatoid arthritis. Those two things can definitely cause kidney damage, as can something called vasculitis. And this is when the body's immune system actually turns on the blood vessels and causes inflammation and damage to the blood vessels. Then that decreases the amount of blood that can flow to the vital organs. That can lead to kidney problems. It can lead to a number of other problems, including respiratory problems as well. And this has really become one of my professional passions. I have patients that have vasculitis, and finding new treatments for this is certainly beneficial for them. It's also become a, a personal uh, uh, interest to me as I have a, a family member who was recently diagnosed with vasculitis. So the things we want people to look for, some of which have nothing to do with the kidneys at all. Some patients present with recurrent sinus infections. People that develop a sinus infection go to their doctor, get antibiotics, get better for a short period of time, then get another sinus infection followed by another, followed by another. That can be a sign of something like vasculitis or one of the other autoimmune disorders. Similarly, people that have a nagging cough or a nagging respiratory problem that's sort of a, a cold but doesn't get better over time when it's lasted weeks and weeks or months, it may be a sign that there's something bigger going on than just your run-of-the-mill upper respiratory infection. And these are the times we want to look for things like vasculitis. And then from a kidney-specific standpoint, some of my patients tell me that they develop foamy urine, urine that looks like the head of a beer. And I know that's not the most pleasant thing to think about, but that's a sign potentially that the kidneys are losing protein in the urine. Protein is supposed to stay inside of us. And when that protein is leaving and making that foamy urine, that's potentially a sign that either diabetes or high blood pressure or something like vasculitis is attacking the kidneys. Mm, now, um, that is uh, interesting to know because vasculitis is something that I hadn't heard of before. So I'm quite sure um, a lot of my listeners and readers um, probably haven't heard of it either. So, Yes, this is definitely very important information. Um, what kind of, you mentioned earlier that um, there's some new research and um, treatments available. What kind of research and treatment advances are available right now to help people with vasculitis? So this is the great part of, of being a doctor is we're constantly seeing new advances in all sorts of common and rare illnesses. And there's a lot of research being done here in the United States and also in Europe. In fact, there was just a great publication that came out of France talking about how we treat vasculitis. There's a newly FDA-approved medication called Rituxan. Uh, that medication has actually been around for a long time, used to treat other things, but now the FDA has approved it to treat vasculitis. It's a relatively... Uh, tolerable medicine. It's given in the intravenous form, so people actually get it as an IV, uh, and they don't have to stay on it. They get four doses of it, uh, and then typically we can get their vasculitis under control, and then we can monitor them for determining what type of further treatment they might need after that. And so as, uh, as we get more and more research and we learn how to attack the immune system or specifically the part of the immune system that's doing the damage, we really do have a beneficial impact on kidney function, but we also try to keep the rest of the immune system intact so that it can do what it's supposed to do, fight off those bacteria and viruses.
it sounds like if there is hope, so that is um, definitely groundbreaking that there is something um, that this new medicine can now treat vasculitis and um, get people on a road to a healthier lifestyle. Now, what can people do to learn more about kidney disease and vasculitis? So there's a couple of websites I would tell people to visit. One is kidney.org. That's a website run by the National Kidney Foundation, uh, and it really is a great resource for learning about all types of kidney problems, including diabetes, high blood pressure, and these autoimmune disorders. And then if somebody has more interest in, in vasculitis itself or in Rituxan, the FDA-approved medication that I mentioned, they can actually go to rituxan.com. That's R-I-T-U-X-A-N.com. Get more information. And that site is really helpful, certainly to me as a healthcare provider, because it gives me information, number one, on, on how do I use this medicine, but it also talks about the risks and benefits of the medicine and vasculitis in general. So I think it's very helpful. Okay, well, great. Um, well, thank you so much, Dr. Healing, for speaking with us today. Um, and, again, this information is um, very important, um, especially, like you said, heading into the holiday season, heading into the new year, um, that people pay more attention to their bodies and, and get a better understanding of what's going on and notice those symptoms so that they can um, go ahead and, and see their doctor if they, you know, notice something that they normally wouldn't, and they can um, go ahead and get the proper treatment and care that they need. So I thank you for sharing this information with us today. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for tuning in to the Faith, Health, and Home digital podcast. For transcripts of this episode and others, visit our website at faithhealthandhome.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Thank you again for joining us.